Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Influence on your money with Money FM 89.3. You have a wealth of experience and you would like to start your journey sitting on corporate boards. It's about that time of your career lifespan, you think. But what skills do you need? Maybe you need a mentor. Boards need good members. They also need to achieve targets on diversity. But actually knowing how to get on a board can seem like a difficult task. Board Agenda is an initiative of the Singapore Council of Women's Organizations, and they seek to increase the number of women on boards. They have a mentoring program that offers one-on-one and group mentoring by experienced company directors here in Singapore. I've invited two mentors from the program to help us start our own journey to getting on a board today. Rayan Lim is Vice President of Splunk's Group Asia and Jovina Ang, that is a familiar name to me, Managing Director at Communicatio. Good morning, Rayan and Jovina. How are you both doing today? Good morning. Good morning, Michelle. Very good. Great to speak to you both. All right, Rayan, let's start with you. To kick things off, maybe you can share with us what Board Agenda's mentoring program was all about. Why were you attracted to it? Sure. So this program is actually called the Mentoring Program for Aspiring Women Directors that introduces aspiring female directors to experienced directors to be mentored for their board journeys. And the reason why I was interested in it was um, it was actually during the pandemic that I came across this program. And during mm-hmm. the pandemic, when you know no one was traveling and we were all stuck at home doing Zoom calls, I reflected a lot upon my life and what I really wanted. And you know, I had been focusing 100% on my corporate life till then, with barely any time to think about anything else. And this right. opportunity came at a time where it made me feel that all the knowledge that I've gained over the last 20 years in business could be put to good use by serving on a board. And the path of being a board member wasn't very clear, and I felt that I could benefit from this program, and that's why I signed up for it. Fantastic. Jovina, let's hear from you. I mean, what was the promise of the program, and then did the experience of it live up to the promise? In a nutshell, we'll get into more along the way, but what attracted you to it, and uh, what, were, what was your initial hopes for what the program would bring to your life, and did it meet those hopes? Well, I've always wanted to be a board director, to serve on a board um, as a way of value adding to companies or organizations. And this program attracted me because I could learn firsthand from someone who's done it. And I was matched to a wonderful mentor, Daniel Teo, who taught me so many things about what it takes to be a board director. And uh, so it's just been so fulfilling. And uh, Daniel has become a trusted friend and we still catch up every, day, uh, every month. Even today. Wow. Even though That's fantastic. My goodness. And who was your mentor, Rian? My mentor is Joy Tan, uh, who is the managing partner at Wong Partnership. And uh, although the mentor, mentoring journey lasted for about six months, both of us decided that we wanted to continue that beyond the program. So today we're still meeting up very regularly. And I'm curious, I mean, do the mentors match your own experience in terms of corporate life, Jovina? Um, not really, because Daniel comes from a financial background. He was ex-COO of ABN AMRO. Uh, he was also the chairman of the Industrial and Citizens Cooperative Society, a society that helps ex-convicts assimilate back into the society. So very different, diverse experiences. And really, I wanted to learn from someone who 
you know, from a different background, someone who knows what it takes, and, you know, because being on a board or serving on a board, um, the opportunity come, can come from anywhere. I wanted to also get to know more people um, so that I would be considered for future or other additional board opportunities. All right, ladies, let's take a step back. What exactly does a board member do? Brian? Uh, maybe, I'll, yeah, maybe I'll answer the question. So mm-hmm. the primary responsibility of the board um, is really around the governance, which is establishing an appropriate culture, the values and ethical standards of conduct at all levels of the company, uh, which then leads to a sustainable business performance and increased confidence of investors. So as board members, uh, we have fiduciary duties to do. Yeah, I'd also like to add to that. I think as a board director, it's also uh, your duty to add value uh, by looking at, you know, maybe asking the board to consider other business opportunities. And really, you're also trying to future-proof the organization or the company as well. Are you both board directors right now as we speak? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. So share with us what the board selection process looks like. Rayan, maybe you could share to start? Okay, sure. Yeah, so I was contacted by Board Agenda on a role that um, Singapore National Cooperative Federation was looking for to fill. And so uh, so SSCF is actually the apex body of the Singapore Cooperative Movement. Uh, and they were looking for, you know, they, they were looking to boost the female representation on their board. And they were specifically looking for someone with a technology background as well as someone from the legal field. So they approached board agenda with, uh, with this. And I was contacted together with one of my other fellow mentees. And uh, we had a couple of conversations uh, face-to-face with uh, some of the key members of the organization and primarily to uh, help them understand our background and, you know, whether our values are aligned and whether we're fit for what they're looking for. And also for us to understand what they do as an organization and whether, you know, it will be a fit of what we're looking for as well. So it's kind of a couple of meetings for us to make sure that there are some alignment in terms of values and whether we think we will be able to work together. So overall, I would say the process of the selection was pretty smooth. Um, and so far, it's been a great journey because the organization has also taken the time to make sure that they arrange for an orientation for the new board members to understand the work that they do and also the challenges that they face. This is so valuable for listeners, I think, because it's uh, curiosity, you know. We wonder what's behind the curtains. How do board directors get selected? Jovina, was your journey similar or different? It was very similar as well. So currently I serve on two boards, um, the Evergreen Primary School. So my mentor introduced me to the Centre of Nonprofit Leadership. They have a matching arm in terms of matching um, board directors um, um, to uh, to boards. And uh, there was an opportunity at the Evergreen Primary School. So I had a couple of sessions with the principal as well as vice principals um, to get to know what the school was all about, uh, my role. So it was, you know, it was very important because I think getting the fit right is very important as well because like a career, it's got to have, it has to match what you believe in because after all, it's about, you know, what you're trying to do, how you can contribute back as well. So the other board role or the the other board I serve on is the board agenda committee. And uh, I was very honored and privileged that I was considered uh, to come and serve because, you know, getting more women on board and helping women progress up the corporate ladder, which you know, Michelle, because we've spoken previously, is something yes. I believe in. 
So mm. it's really great that I was considered, and it's such a privilege um, to be on these two boards. Oh, that's wonderful to hear, Jovina. I think it's something we all believe in in this, uh, you know, conversation. The three of us, for sure. And speaking of three, I think that's a great way for people to walk away with tips that they can remember. And so, you know, I, I issued each of you a challenge. Can you share with us three tips gleaned from your experience of Board Agenda's aspiring mentor program? aspiring women directors program can you share with us three tips that we can work with in our own lives that maybe will help our listeners think about starting their own board journey so during the the mentoring program what i realized is that we don't often leverage our weak networks enough we tend to gravitate towards a meeting with people that we know pretty well but neglect building and nurturing new and young relationships. So it's really important mm. to continue to get to know new people and extend your network. And beyond that, it's really also about networking with purpose. So make sure that people know that you're looking for a board position and you, know, you must be able to articulate your unique value, uh, unique value proposition so that people are aware and you know, if there are board opportunities that come up, they think about you. If yeah. anybody needs a female broadcaster who will ask tough positions, <laughs> tough questions on boards, I'm available. <laughs> um, I had to put that in. Jovina, share a tip with us. Well, to, you know, uh, to add on to what Rayan is saying, I think you've got to be very intentional and you've got to tell people um, because people are not mind readers. Um, mm. So if you aspire to be a board director, tell people, um, leverage networks and get to know more people. Like what Rayan said, you know, weak ties, people that you don't normally network with, other people who know about other opportunities because sometimes we are confined to, or our opportunities are confined to people we just mix with. So extend yeah. the network um, and learn about, you know, what it, you know, and, and just, you know, show what, what value you bring because one of the key things you bring to the board is value add. So what can you bring to the table? So articulate very clearly, you know, what's, what are the technical experiences you have? What sort of industry coverage you bring along as well as what sort of geographical coverage you're familiar with? So I think those are the three key things you've got to highlight in your value proposition. Okay, I'm a greedy gumdrop, so I think we've got like one major tip each. Would anybody like to throw in another tip into the tip hat? This round, this uh, board agenda topic, to me, honestly, if someone, you know, a female that's looking to looking to uh, be a board member, I, I think the program really uh, does wonders. Personally, it's done so much for me. I've gained so much mm. out of it, and I think it would benefit a lot of women out there as well. Now tell me, how do you get on this program? Do you have to apply? And then is there, is there a you know, significant saving process to go through? Actually, it's oh, quite a job. Yeah, it's a very highly subscribed program. Um, I bet, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's, you know, it's been going on for two years already. If I'm not mistaken, I think over 80 people applied to the first cohort, and there are only 10 seats. And the second round, I think we also had a similar numbers. So it's a highly subscribed program. And right. the um, selection process is very stringent because, you know, the board directors are committed, are fully committed to this program, and they're also fully committed to grow future board directors. So, you know, it's something that you don't just take lightly. So that's why the selection process is so stringent. 
Sounds like an amazing experience. Ladies, can you share with us your own sense of what it really takes, now that you've stepped into the role as board directors, your own sense of what it takes to succeed as a board director? Rian? Um, yeah, maybe I'll do that. So, um, mm-hmm. I well, honestly, I think there are a few things. Number one is we need to invest in the time to understand the business because if we don't understand the business, then we can't ask the right question. So we need to, you know, basically go through the, the financial statements and also, you know, general information about the company. It would be great if they have an orientation for the board member because it gives you a better understanding of what they do. And secondly, asking the, the right question. So, Michelle, you, you said it right, right? A board director asks, has to ask the right questions and take questions <laughs> sometimes. So it's really important right. that, yeah, we are curious and we ask the right questions. And the last point that I would say would be to exercise great judgment as you would if you were running your own business. I think that's really mm. important. Yeah, I love that last point. So important there. Jovina, did you want to add to that? I would say that the other thing that I would add is that board directorship is a team sport. So it's also about working with other board directors to align in terms of what's best for the business or, or the organization because it, it's a team sport and you've got to align everyone to move in unison to the direction that is best for the organization. Fantastic. And before we let you both go, can you share with us what you think it's going to take to see more women get on boards here in Singapore? Wow, I have a lot to say on that, but Jovina, what do you think? I would say that, you know, a couple of things. One is that companies need to be intentional about putting more women or giving opportunities to women. And that, you know, goes right through from the selection process um, and so on and so forth. Because, and also, that's one thing. The other thing is called the pipeline. And this mentoring program is a great way of building pipeline of women uh, up to the, you know, the board directorship level. Um, so those are the two things I want to offer. So, Rayan, I think, yeah, if, if I may add to what Jovina has sure. said, I think the last point is Please. that I feel that women in general pay a higher price to climb the corporate ladder than men. So other yeah. than work, they are primary mm-hmm. caregivers for their children and parents. And if you add housework, that actually puts a very unrealistic demand on their time. So many women, as a result, they drop off at middle management. Um, and, seen in, and since uh, senior leadership positions are springboards for board positions, naturally there will be a lack of viable women candidates for board positions. So if the husbands are listening... Please give your wives, uh, you know, more support at home so that they have more time to sp- uh, and space to grow professionally and be potential candidates for both positions. That would be my answer. Love it. Love it when we involve yeah, men in our conversation. It. Fantastic. <laughs> Lovely talking to both of you. Thank you so much for these valuable tips. Hopefully we'll see more women on boards. According to the Council for Board Diversity, women's participation on boards of the 100 largest companies listed here on Singapore's exchange increase. Do you know what that number is, listener? It's 20.8% as at January 2022. Let's see that number go up, okay? Thank you, ladies, for being here with us today. Rayan Lim is Vice President, Splunk's Group Asia, and Jovina Ang is Managing Director for Communicatio. We've been talking about board agendas, latest mentoring program. You can find more details, of course, at their website. I'm Michelle Martin. Thank you so much for being with me here on Influence. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.